bring love and life. With me, your host, Clifton Brantley. Man, sorry it took me so long in between sessions to get back to you. I thought this was going to be, I thought a lot of things, to be honest. I thought that, um, I thought I was about to do a little series on being a leader, being a husband. And I do have something for the men today, but it just didn't go the way I I planned. And I actually, I definitely did not plan to be two weeks in between episodes, but you know, life is life. Uh, But what I'm going to talk about in this episode, I think it's really, it's going to be really helpful for you. Uh, It'll be helpful for the women also, but I'm primarily talking to the men. And I, uh, so yeah, fellas, you probably married the wrong person. (laughs) Um, yeah, you, you probably married the wrong person. Now, why, why would I say you probably married the wrong person? Well, that just listen and, you know, pay attention on, and I'm going to share with you. Now, yesterday I was in the garage and I was thinking, and uh, it hit me about something that I, I, I teach. I've been teaching this for a while, you know, about, about uh, divorcing your idea so you can stay married to your reality. But last night, for, for whatever reason, it hit me a little different. And I was thinking about it. And then I was thinking about it again this morning. I was talking to my wife about it. She was like, you know, you're right. And here's the thing that I... Uh, Before I came upstairs to record this, I was like, man, I said, Lord, uh, you know, the things that I'm learning about marriage, husbands and wives and how you really want us to be. And not only how you want us to be, but how how, you know, the way marriage is supposed to be successful. I said, Lord, uh, this stuff that I'm learning is not easy. So I hope you have an audience for this because this is not for everybody, man. Listen, this, this, what, what, what I'm learning and what I'm sharing and teaching, this is not for everybody. And that's sad because here's the thing. Um, people don't want to do marriage God's way because, you know, for whatever reasons, they don't under, they, they don't read the word. So they don't, don't understand God's intention or, they feel like it'd be too hard. Or let's just say, let's just label it. Uh, it doesn't make sense to them because a lot of it, even some of the things I'm going to share today, they may not make sense to you. Like it may, it may seem counterintuitive. And a lot of what God tells us to do is that way. Right. So it may seem counterintuitive. And so it's like, I don't want to do marriage God's way because it doesn't make sense. However, the way you've been doing marriage that does make sense to you is not working. So wisdom says I might as well try God's way because even though I don't understand it and it doesn't make sense to me, like it doesn't make sense as a husband that the way that I'm supposed to lead in the front is by being a servant like I'm in the back. Like that may not make sense, but again, what you've been doing hasn't been working. 
How do I know? Because my, my calendar stays full of broken marriages. And so um, you might as well try it God's way. But, 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 but I, I fully understand that the things that I'm sharing, everybody's not going to embrace it. But you know why it's hard? The only reason that it's really hard, to be honest, is because we've gone so far the wrong way. Like we've gone so far down the wrong road. Turning around and coming back, it's, 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 it's not appealing, right? It's hard. It's difficult. If you learn it wrong, you will live it wrong. And that's everything in your life. And how we've learned to do life, how we've learned to do relationships, especially how we've learned to do marriage, we've learned it all wrong. And so now trying to change and learn it God's way, yeah, that's, that's, that's not easy. And the sad part is that a lot of people would rather stay going the way they're going, even though it's not working, than to try it God's way because it's too hard. Let me say something to my single people. If you're single and uh, you don't think or you don't want Either you don't think to or you don't want to. You don't think you have to or you don't want to work hard in relationships. And when you get married, you're not going to have to work hard. Listen, stay away from the altar. I'm telling you, I'm trying to save you years of headache. Marriage is not for you. I don't care if you love women. And listen, if you are not willing, open to and ready to work on yourself to become better, work to understand your wife, and work to understand how these relationships work, how marriage works, I'm telling you, don't. You're going to hurt yourself. I'm trying to prevent you from being hurt. (laughs) You're going to hurt yourself. So uh, let me give you this little presentation because I see my sinuses are starting to act up. You know, my sinuses have been fine all day. Really, I, as a matter of, it's, it's, well, I know it's fall here in Texas. It's still kind of like summer because it was hot. Oh my goodness. It was hot today. But uh, my sinuses, my nose, like nothing has been bothering me. Not just today. I can't remember the last time I had a stuffy nose. All of a sudden, when I get up here to my office, my nose wants to start running. Now, I'm not one of those kind of people that blames everything on the devil. However, it's just kind of strange to me. But guess what? I'm going to get through this episode. Um, and I could stop it and do it later because it's not live, right? But these thoughts are fresh on my mind right now, and I want to record them and get them down. So anyway, we're going to keep going. Marriage is God's idea. You've heard me say that before, right? Marriage is God's idea. Because it's God's idea, it works the way he says it works. Or let me say, it works best the way he says that it works. Now, I I talked in the previous um, episodes how God gave Adam the authority to name the animals. He also named Eve. He created Adam first, and then he, he created Eve as a helper, right? 
So the wife is the helper to the husband. Now, uh, side note, if the wife is the helper to the husband, if you have a wife, you need to have something that she can help you with. Like you need a God-given assignment. She needs to help she be a, so, so, so that she can help you with it. Or if you don't know, let's say you don't know your purpose yet. You don't know why you're here. You don't know what your God-given assignment is, but you have a wife. Okay, well, then have a household for her to manage, right? Give her something to help you with. My point is, don't be a husband and be a bum. You know, I, I know you're probably not used to therapists saying that, but you you can be a married you can be married and be a bum. Don't do that, right? Um, now let me let me chase this little bitty rabbit a little further and say this, because I talked about managing the home, right? I do believe that is, uh, if it's I believe now this is what I believe based on what I read in scripture. If we do it exactly how God uh, intended and designed, the wife is the house manager, right? She manages the house. I believe that's what Proverbs, uh, is it 18? No, Proverbs 31. It talks about Proverbs 31. Uh, that lady is a house manager. You know, everyone, I want to be a virtuous woman. Uh, okay, that's a lot. That's a heavy mantle to carry. Not that you can't be it. I'm just saying, don't think it's just about calling yourself virtuous. Right. But she's a house manager. But watch this. If your wife works outside the home or or if she works, period, like if your wife is helping you pay the bills, then you're going to have to have to help her manage the house. All right. Because because it's it's unfair and it just don't make sense to me, but it's unfair for both of you guys to be working. But then she has an extra load of taking care of the kids, cooking and cleaning and cleaning and cooking and all this stuff while you just chill. No, sir. And it doesn't matter if you make 10 times more money than she does. If your wife has an has an employer other than you. Then y'all gonna have to split the housework. And I know you don't like that, but we're going to get into a little bit of that, you know, talking about why you probably chose the wrong wife anyway. Okay. So, uh, listen, so, so choosing a wife or choosing the right wife is not easy. Now, what I mean by choosing the right wife, I mean the wife that is, uh, compatible with you, your personality, your assignment, your life, right? The wife that can be your, uh, your, your complete compliment, your sidekick, your partner, your equal, your equal uh, um, relator of life. I just made that up. Uh, it's not easy choosing that. But if you're married, you chose one, right? You probably chose the wrong wife. And the only reason I'm saying probably, the only reason I'm saying probably, because I have to give way to the reality that it's possible that there are husbands on the planet, even in 2023, that has truly sought God for their wife, and they were directed by the Holy Spirit to choose a particular woman. But honestly, even in that, even in that, that brother probably still... Uh, married, married the wrong wife. Now, let me tell you what I mean, married the wrong wife. 
so when you came to marriage, before you before you decided to ask her to be your wife, you already had in your mind what you believed a wife to be. If you didn't, if you didn't have an idea of of the let's just say the benefits of a wife, if you didn't have an idea of the benefits of a wife, you didn't have an idea of what a wife is supposed to do in your life, add to you or whatever, you would have never asked her to marry you. And that's like asking, you know, going up to somebody and say, hey, I got a free ticket. Will you go to the um, the stream monitor um, Userin, uh five-hour concert? That I, Never mind. That didn't make sense. I was trying to, let me tell you what I was trying to do. <laughs> I was trying to just name something that uh, is not real, but I was just calling stuff that I see in my office. And then I added concert. And I can't say concert because that just, um, it don't make the point that I'm making. So, and I don't have a good one to come up with. So let me just explain it. Sorry. Um, it would be like trying to ask your wife or somebody to go somewhere they've never heard of, they've never seen, they've never been, right? And they're supposed to just say, yeah, and they don't know what you're talking about. Like, what they going to do there? What's going to happen? You got to have some kind of expectations. That's my point. You did not meet your partner. You did not choose your wife with zero expectations. And I hear clients all the time, you know, um, I don't have no expectations of my partner. Lies. That is a flat out lie. Stop lying to yourself. I don't care how mature you are. You still have expectations, right? So um, you came to the marriage with an idea of what a wife is, how she's supposed to look, how she's supposed to dress, uh, talk, respect you, respond to you, help you like you have an idea of all of that. Now, your idea about a wife was not based on the wife you chose. You've been building this idea all your life. Your life experiences has taught you, so you think, what you want and need in a woman, what you like, what you don't like, the kind of woman that fits you, the kind don't, right? And that's, that, and that's all of us. You got to start somewhere. But there's a whole lot of expectations that you have that you don't even know about or since you're already mad, that you didn't know about, that you found out about once you got married. And the way you found out about it is because your wife was doing something else. Mm -hmm. And so when I say you probably chose the wrong wife, you chose the wrong wife to have the marriage that you're trying to have. You... you you chose the wrong wife to have the marriage that you're trying to have. Now, let me just say this. Uh, let me tell you how I got to this thought last night. So I was thinking about uh, fairy tales, basically. I was thinking about how, you know, a lot of us want marriages and relationships where things work a certain way, right? So, so we have the Hollywood image of marriage or relationships, and it's always magical. And, you know, they they it's like, they, they can read each other's thoughts and it's just like, like clockwork, like chemistry, like they, 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 on, on, in the movies, it is really a picture of um, the two becoming one flesh. I mean, if you write the script that way, right? And that's the point, it's a script written. But 
we see that in the movies and then we bring it and we try to make it ours and hunt. And, and, and so then we make these kind of we make these kind of uh, conclusions. If it's real love, it should look like that. Right. If you really love me, then you should just know. Or by now we've been together so long, you should just know. Like you don't know how to romance me like it's romantic to come home and, you know, flowers and balloons everywhere. Right. All the stuff that you see. So you see that stuff and then you th- you, you, you build you build and so you develop a schema to use a psychology word. You, use, you develop a schema in your mind for the kind of wife that you want. And the wife that you want is based solely on your benefit. I, I, I haven't met a man who chose a wife simply because he wanted somebody to love. No, he wanted somebody to love him. And I'm not condemning you because I think that's every man. I did. I ain't going to lie. We choose women for us, right? And so once you got our home, though, you realize, hey, it's a lot of trouble. It's a lot of drama. So how do we have this magical romance that I see in the movies? Well, I used to say, and I still do say, let me not say used to, what you see in the movies is not real. However, um, on a more realistic level, can you have the kind of relationship with your with your wife where you guys are best friends like the 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 synergy between you is so like amazing that like y'all don't have to speak much let's say like when y'all in public you don't have to speak much like y'all move in unison um you know each other's needs you know when somebody like it's just like wow right i believe you can have that. I believe that's absolutely possible. I believe, I believe that it is possible. Now, this I did not used to believe, but I do now. I believe it's possible to have something very similar to what some would call a fairy tale marriage. And it not just look that way on the outside. I'm saying it feels that way to you guys. That's possible. However, I do not believe that is possible for everybody, for every relationship, and for every connection. It's not. So this is what I was thinking about, about, you know, uh, in, when I was thinking about this whole thing. You can have that kind of amazing relationship that you want. Like you can have that in real life. However, it would take a wife different than the one you chose because see the wife you chose, she can't do that. And I know this to be true because all of us choose women based on our limited understanding of what we need, what we want and what would bless us, what would be good for us. Right. And also with the limited knowledge of what's all in the package that we chose. You don't know everything about her childhood. I don't care if y'all talk every day about her childhood. You don't know everything about her childhood. You don't know everything that's in her subconscious. You don't know everything that makes up her personality. Right? And so uh, the one you chose, I don't know if you can have what you're hoping to have or what you wish you, you know what I'm saying? So 
you got one or two choices. You can stay married to your fantasy or you can divorce your fantasy. Those are only two choices. If you stay married to your fantasy, you're going to divorce your wife. If not in actuality, uh, connection-wise, y'all will be roommates. But if you divorce your fantasy, that's the only way to stay married to your wife. And then y'all can see what y'all can create. But you did not choose the wife that you need to, ha to have that perfect relationship, that perfect marriage that you so desire. And that's why y'all fight. I'm going to use myself for example. So, to, to, so uh, make sure you understand what I'm saying. So if I was going to have the most amazing marriage in my head, if I was going to have the most amazing marriage, the kind of the kind where, you know, all I want to do is uh, talk to my wife. And when I'm outside, you know, I'm, I can't wait to get home to get to my wife. I love talking to her. I love hanging out with her. The sex is great. Um, like it's my best friend. Like I'm like almost like heaven on earth. If I was going to have that, I chose, I chose the wrong wife. And I don't know what, what wife I could have chosen. I don't even know if she exists, to be honest. Right? Now, let me say this. The, per, the, the fantasy that you have in your head, that person doesn't exist. Right? So 100% of the fantasy that's in my head and yours and everybody else, that doesn't exist. But I'm saying to have these uh, relational characteristics I didn't choose the right wife. How do I know? So, 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 so number one, I need to have, I needed to have chosen a wife that loves John P. Key. My wife don't know nothing about John P. Key. I needed to have chosen a wife that loves basketball. My wife is, she don't know nothing about sports. Well, she knows very little, right? I would have known, I would have needed to choose a wife that loves to talk and give feedback the way that I need it. I would have, I would have needed to cho choose because see in my background, right? Because I'm choosing. So based on my background and where I come from, I would have needed to choose a wife who grew up Pentecostal like me, but had been delivered from the foolishness as, and now is just fully committed to God like I am. And when I say like I am, I don't mean like, you know, level of commitment. I mean like um, style of doing Christianity. That's a good way to say that. Right. I would have needed to chosen have chosen that I need. I would have needed to cho choose um, a wife that what else? Oh, that's that's tech savvy like me, because now um, she can help me with stuff when I'm building stuff, because that's what I would want. That would be ideal for me. I would have I would have needed to choose a wife that's good with her hands like me so she can help me in the wood shop. Do you understand what I'm saying? If I had that kind of, and that's just a few things. If I had chosen that kind of wife, I imagine, um, and a few other things. I imagine, man, I would be so happy, so, you know, like I would be on cloud nine all the time. I think. You, you get what I'm saying, right? But as you can tell, none of that is possible. When you're going to... At what point have you ever heard? Well, I ain't gonna say that. But when would you have had the chance to interview your wife, your potential wife, for 
let's say if she's 30, you're going to interview her for 30 years to make sure you really know her to find out she's the right one. You can't do that. That don't even, that's, that's crazy. So what then do we do? If I chose the wrong one, what am I going to do? Well, here's the thing. So, and by the way, if you're single and you're listening, don't think that you're going to be, you're going to be able to avoid what I'm saying just because you're hearing it beforehand. You're going to choose the wrong one too, because you don't know you well enough to choose the right one. But I got a solution for that later on. Right. I got a solution for that. So anyway, you choose the wrong woman. So you got to divorce the fantasy in your head so you can learn to love the stranger in your bed. Divorce the fantasy in your head and learn to love the stranger in your bed. So we talk a lot about, you know, loving a person for who they are. Yeah. Uh, loving a person for who they are. That's not easy. And I know you think that you are doing that, but you're not. So the other part, so, so I, I started with the, fa the fairy tale, like, you know, man, if we can have these kind of relationships, if we, you know, chose these kind of people, but that's not, I don't think anybody chooses that. I don't think anybody chooses that, which is why marriages are all jacked up. Well, one reason why, let me, let me, let me change that. That's not the reason marriage is jacked up. The reason marriage is jacked up is because we hold on to the expectations that don't match our reality. That's why, right? Oh, and I would have needed, yeah. So uh, that's why <laughs> I caught myself. I was about to say something else, but I'm going to stay on track. I don't want to chase too many rabbits, you know. Uh, I'm not Elmer Fudd. It's duck season. Rabbit season, duck season. Okay. Squirrel, sorry. So what then do I do? If I've, 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 I've married the wrong person. I mean, I've chose, I chose the wrong wife. Do I get a divorce? No, you don't have to divorce. But what you do have to do is accept reality and realize that uh, the, 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 the fairytale marriage in your head, you're probably not going to have that. But that doesn't mean you can't have a great marriage. That doesn't mean you can't have an amazing through the roof, roof marriage. But it does mean if you're going to have that, you're going to have to let go of uh, the control. You're going to have to let go of uh, trying to change them. You have to let them be who they are. So let me read to you what Proverbs, uh, this is what Proverbs 19 verse 14 says. Uh Fathers can give their sons an inheritance of houses and wealth, but only the Lord can give an understanding wife. Right? It says only and another another translation says only the Lord can give a prudent wife. Right? And that means um, a wife. You know, talking about talking about the house manager. Only the Lord can give the kind of wife that is the kind of wife that He would want you to have. But see, people mistakenly think that reading, when they read that, they're talking, you know, it, it means solely beforehand. Like, if you're having trouble, then God didn't give you that wife. That doesn't make sense. No, because I believe this can be applied to once I have my wife, 
And because I chose her out of my flesh, I didn't, I didn't trust the Holy Spirit, right? Or even if I did, I have things in my flesh that I want that I didn't get in my package. So we're already married. Now I trust God to turn her into the wife that I need, not want, but need. Turn into the wife that I need. How? I don't know that, but, but, but that's what the Bible says he does. So you need to go to God to ask him to give you an understanding wife or a prudent wife, meaning the one that you have, not send her away and get another one. Like, <laughs> no, you have to work with one you got. But let me, let me, can I, can I, I, I the, really the whole point of this episode is I wanted to tell you how to help God do that. And that all of that may have been a bad intro to what I'm about to share here, but this won't take long. But it's all leading up to this. What if we decided to this is what I was this is what I share with my wife after having after having all of these thoughts. I said, you know, what if we decided to let the person be who they are? as long as they don't mistreat us, right? So, for example, um, what's a good one? I'll use, I'll use this one. So let's say, let's say, uh, so when me and my wife leave in the morning or whenever we, you know, leave the house, one of us leave, we always kiss, you know, kiss goodbye. Uh, now, and she brought that into the marriage. It doesn't bother, it's great, I love it, right? She brought that into the marriage, but that wasn't my thing. But, Let's say uh, I didn't like it, and she did. Every time, so then every time she come to kiss me, let's say you know I I feel annoyed. The reason I feel annoyed is because something is happening that I don't want to happen, because I I got I have a thought, belief, or something about it, right? Otherwise, I wouldn't be annoyed. What if I learn to not be annoyed, just Whatever she, like, let's say she eats sugar on her rice, which is crazy to me, right? And let's say, you know, she eats breakfast at nighttime. If I allow her to do whatever she wants, as long as she doesn't mistreat me, I told my wife, I said, you know, my goal from this day forward is to let you fully be you, 100%, as long as you're not mistreating me, because if she eats sugar on her rice, she's not mistreating me. If she kiss me or don't kiss me in the morning, she's not mistreating me. I had a client uh, last week who said, you know, when his wife came home, she didn't acknowledge him and he got upset. So here's the thing. What if she don't acknowledge you? What if that's her thing? When she come home, she don't acknowledge people. What if you just not let that bother you and let her be who she is? And in the same way, you know, she lets you be who you are. As long as you guys don't do anything that's anti-marriage, like you can't, you can't go, you know, cheating and flirting and you can't do bad stuff, you know, uh, and you don't harm each other. You don't disrespect each other. You don't mistreat each other. Outside of that, everything else we're trying to control. You're trying to, you, you don't realize it, but you're trying to form your partner in your image. You're trying to reform them to be what you want and need. I had another client, I had another client, this young lady was upset because her man 
is because because her man treats all of his female friends well. And her thing was, what's the difference between me and them? Like, you know, he treat them good. He treat me good. I said, well, is he ever, does he disrespect you or is he rude? He's cross any lines. No, but why he got to be, why he has to be, you know, why, why does he have to treat them special? That's so that's a good example of what I'm talking about. How does your man, and I'm using this as an example, I know I'm talking to the husbands, but anyway, how does your man treating someone else good affect you? It has zero to do with you. Now you can make it about you, but it has nothing to do with you. If, if, you know, if, if, if his homeboy say, Hey, I'm moving to Dallas. Can you help me out? Can I borrow your truck? And he let his homeboy borrow his truck, his brand new truck that he just bought. Let him take it with him. You, why would you get upset? Because you don't think he should do that. You know, you know, am I, am, I hope I'm making the point. You got to let go of the things that you think you need that you don't need. Here's the reality. I don't need, and I'm, the key word is need, okay? Key word is need. I don't need my wife to cook for me. I don't need my wife to wash my clothes. I don't need my wife um, to look happy. Y'all ain't even, that's a hard one, huh? I don't need my wife to come home early. I don't need my wife to come straight home from work. I don't need my wife to be in the house by 12 o'clock. I don't need my wife. Like if my wife had feet, let's, let's say my wife had uh, male friends. I have female friends. If my wife had male friends like I do, I don't need her to not go to brunch with her, her best friend every Sunday. If that's what they was doing before they met me. I don't need that. Now I may want those things, but if they are not anti-God, I need to check myself. I need to grow. And so what I'm trying to communicate to you fellas, and if your wife listens, then great, because it applies to her too. But if you will decide, I'm going to accept you for who you are. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to commit myself to learning you, and I'm going to commit myself to not judging you for how, where you're different. And I'm going to learn to accept the things about you that I don't like. And then the things that uh, the things about you that are wrong, that are anti-God. I'll, I'll care, care, caringly confront you and pray for you. And that's where I'm going to be. Right. That's, 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 you need to husbands, you need to, you need to be focused more on how things work in her world than you are focused on how you would like them to work in yours. You feel me? I'm going to say that again. You need to learn to be more focused on how things work in her world than focused on how you would like them to work in yours. Now, if I was talking to the women, I'd say you do the same thing. Like we both do that. But, but if I'm focused on, so, you know, when I walk in the room, let's say, let's say 
this is an example. Let's say when I go downstairs and I walk in the room, I'm expecting my, my wife to say, hey, love, you want something to eat? Right. And I walk downstairs and that doesn't happen. I need to realize, hey, that's not something I need. That's just something I want because I've determined that would make me feel good. But more than that, I need to learn why she doesn't do that. Is it because she don't know? Is it because it's not her thing? Is it because she was distracted? Is it like, why? But not for the purpose of any kind of vindication or any kind of judgment or any kind of going off on her, but just to understand her so that you can love her better. Because the, the, the more you understand someone, the deeper your love can go. I ain't gonna lie, I kind of feel like I was all over the place a little bit, but I hope you got the message that I was trying to communicate to you, which is you married the wrong person to have the marriage that you want. What kind of marriage you want? The one where y'all don't fight about the things that y'all are fighting about. The one where um, you get the kind of sex that you want all the time. The one where she don't have an attitude about the things that she has. You chose the wrong person. So you need to get rid of, you need to divorce the fantasy in your head so you can learn to love the stranger in your bed. And you're going to do that by humbling yourself and maturing to the place to where the things about her that I don't like that are different from me, I need to realize they're different, not wrong. I always wanted a wife to do such and such, but that's not what you chose. So what you going to do? You said for better, for worse, for rich or poor, you said till death do us part. In other words, this marriage country that you live in, that only you two live that you said this was the last relationship. This is the last country I'm going to live in. So why are you holding on to ideas and beliefs about your woman that you formed when you was in another country, you don't live there anymore. Learn to learn to be where you are. Learn to love the wife that you have and nurture her into, you know, like some of the things that you want. She might be open and willing to give it to you if you just learn to just accept her for who she is. I hope this was helpful for you. It was helpful for me um, when I was thinking about it last night. But listen. Hope you guys catch me on Manhood Mondays every Monday at seven o'clock on YouTube. Uh, this week, I'm talking about part two of sexual healing, but I'm going to be talking about, fellas, how you can. I hadn't really come up with the name for it, but it's going to be about sex and uh, how can you how you can enjoy sex more with your wife. Right. That's the topic uh, this week. And I'll make it as G rate G. Well, maybe PG-13, G-rated as I can, right? Sex is God's idea, but that's what we're talking about this week on Manhood Monday. All right, listen, thank you guys for, I was going to say thank you guys for watching. <laughs> thank y'all for listening. Y'all take care.